Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone. And with us yet again on the line is Florida Senator Phil Jakes. There's always a remix. There's always a different version. There's always something to find. I swear. I give it like a 3.5 out of 10. I mean, we can go back and find the individuals with like four views and fringy voices again if you want. Those are fun. Yeah, well, it's Pride Month, I, so I, figured... I should rate the attempt every week. If you're, if you're going to play a, play a different one every week, I should give it a rating. Yeah. Where were you the whole time? We've been doing like this they, for months now. I don't know. I just thought about it. Brent, are we doing story time this week? I are dumb. Story time? No, I don't think we're doing story time okay, this week. Okay, close a window. That's yeah, good. Yeah, good. We can get rid of a window, for God's sakes. All right, so, the show. We usually start our episodes off with personal updates. Now, obviously, I don't think anybody has any up as of now because nothing's really changed in our scheduling. I don't. I owe my soul nope. to the company store. There's a call back from last episode. Yep, just, that's me. Jesse's up. Yeah, that's his update. My, my only update is I'm crew chiefing this weekend at Auburndale. So you're doing something. Something. We yeah. have nationwide appeal here. And so you're <laughs> going to be doing something <laughs> in the land of freedom in Florida. What Na- you doing? Nationwide, yes. I'm Senator. crew chiefing for the, for the 16 sportsmen down there for just a regular weekly show at Auburndale. Very good. Yeah, we're Nothing crazy. Does that mean you have to See, do the setup or does that mean you have to unload the truck? I literally just pick out tires and send it. The okay. car usually unloads. Daniel has a car set up perfect almost every time it comes to the track. So just so, unload it. and So he can owe all his success to you. Very yeah, exactly. Good. Okay. Well, that's, that's the running joke because so far RFD has two wins this season and it's with me at the helm. Okay. Well, steer the ship, <laughs> so, you know. Sometimes the best change to make is nothing at all. Everybody Brent. likes to bust bust his balls but i didn't do a damn <laughs> thing i picked out the tires <laughs> right yeah so very good pick out the tires tell them not to suck and pray see something yeah we don't not have really. anything yet so <laughs> brent's got brent's doing geometry and i hate it he's going back to high school at least at least in yeah. high school i passed stuff like geometry and trigonometry it's the stuff that uh, I got was like calculus that I failed out of college with. Do you so. have to use anything with calculus with the race car? No. No? Because I have gauges that do that. You have instruments? <laughs> <laughs> I literally have tools that do that for me. Well, we used to do san, uh, sine, cosine, and tangent, which is what? Algebra um, or something? Or yeah. You're all speaking French to me. I failed that. We actually had school. to do like high school math to set our right fronts on it. You well, know? I mean, just in the same way that guys used to use grain scales Without, and, and do a do we their, didn't have gauges, so yeah, we used figure a calculator. Out with a calculator. Our yeah. old man was an engineer for thirty years, and he used to use a level and a tape measure and a calculator to figure out caster or a camber at least. Right, caster. Mm-hmm. We had a gauge; we could figure it out. But yeah, we didn't. We have didn't a, have one that went up that high. You know. 
So he would figure it out by measuring the wheel uh, height, the distance away from the wheel lip, from yep. level, from the bottom of the, the wheel, and do an yeah, inverse the, tangent function. Yeah, and the diameter the di- of the... Yeah, all these different functions. I'm like, holy crap, dude. Why can't I do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he actually had to use high school algebra to do something. I was so looking. That was back. That. We're we're going way back down into the victor, into memory lane here. Yeah, so. I'm like, how the hell do you do that? Yeah, before gauges <laughs> like, and stuff. I went to school. Yeah, <laughs> I use tools that tell me what to do because I are dumb. Yeah. That's exactly what I've got. I mean, I was yeah. poking around in his old workshop area the other day, and I'm looking at books on his shelf, and it's all complex equations and shit for engineering functions. And I'm like, holy crap! I'm leaving those. They can collect dust. I'm not even gonna look at that. I'm a mailman. I can't be an engineer now. Well, we're gonna save those for the apocalypse so that they'll figure out like what kind of ridiculous math was in the past for future generations. Yeah, we can save it for posterity when everything collapses. So completely. When, yep, and then when they you know rebuild race cars in the future. Right. My dad was an electrical waste. engineer, and he's got tons of those books. Just <laughs> ridiculous amounts of stuff that I'll never use, but yeah, still you, keep them. You're trying to use a spectralizer to figure out a sine wave for some other weird yeah. shit. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about at this point. <laughs> <laughs> or a spectrometer. I don't even know. I'm a mailman. I went to college. I have a degree, but I didn't do it in this. Yeah. I put two wires together. If they work, they work. If they don't, I should have went I to school for that. Instead of pick up box, pull up box down for fourteen hours a day. Yeah, the only thing I know about electrical engineering God, is if stupid. if smoke comes out of it and it gets really hot, you yes. did it wrong. Smoke is bad. <laughs> the weird blue smoke means you did something wrong. So I did we- that one night rewiring a car. <laughs> yeah, I, I accidentally hooked ground. I was so damn tired. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I accidentally hooked ground to power, and all of a sudden. Oh, well, Everything. you woke up now. You woke up then. That'll wake you up. Well, at least then I had the circuit path that I needed to do, so I just made all the wires real quick and yeah. fixed my error, but we, that yeah. was quite frustrating. Yeah, Whoops. you know what not to do. So what are we starting off with today? Well, I don't know. I think... Um, I think Demo I, derbies? Well, we had some of that. Local or regional? <laughs> Local no. or national? There was no, a I mean, again, we might. this might be a short episode just because, like... I don't think any of us got to really watch much of anything. I think one of us probably watched the national stuff. One of us watched the local stuff. I watched all of it, actually. And then Jesse got to catch up on all the rest of it. So because it's like, I'm been, I've been sick for the last three weeks, so I'm just Did anybody want to watch the IndyCar race? Yes, I did. I had it on, yeah. but I didn't watch it because I was doing other things. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I was watch watching that. the NASCAR demo derby. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We had it on both screens, you know. And- you know... There was, I was also su- I was kind of surprised Indy ran right away after everyone's still hung over from Indy. Anyway, yeah. um we do have something that pertains to not exactly either of those two. I think it more pertains to sports car racing. Uh it could be actual Indy car racing. So I think that is a good transition. Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt podcast everybody. Brent's your host, Marshall Pruitt. Well, no, cuz <laughs> he doesn't do this segment. Okay. Because we usually save this for the second part of the show, and that is our Darf comment of the week. Oh, wait a minute. You didn't give me the cue. I tried to lead you into it very, very softly. That was, that was way too soft. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I guess I could have done a better job at announcing this week's Darf comment of the week. All right. This one came to me late from Phil because I didn't look for any. So, <laughs> Yeah. I literally, I was sitting, sitting there taking shit. 
Which is the best time to be reading your phone. Yeah, I mean, everybody does it. That's how I do all my note taking. That's how civilization moved forward. So spend enough time there. Anyway, um, so we got a great one this week, which is uh, a little bit different than what we usually do. So that's why I kind of like it. This one comes to us courtesy of Twitter yet again, and I believe it pertains to the IndyCar race that we were just referencing. I believe they were in what? St. Pete, Detroit, something like that. Dead Rot. Not, yeah, De- Detroit. Not, not St. Uh, Pete. What the hell's the place called? I don't know. I didn't watch it. So. <laughs> is it called Belle Isle? Yeah, Belle Isle. That's it. For some reason, I get the I impression know. that they're not going back there or something. I don't, I don't I'm a know new. I mean, point. they should probably sink it. It's a kind of boring track, but. Is it a street course? It's a permanent street course. It's awful. Well, there's got to right, be um, lots of room for street courses in Detroit. Half the city is already gone and in rubble, so there's plenty of well, empty streets. What else are you going to do with it, right? Send them through yeah. Gymkhana style. Make them go through all the old abandoned warehouses. Just yeah, all the broken bottles and you know, gee, dead homeless people. Yeah, just watch out for the curbs and yeah, watch out for the, whole, for the junkies and watch out for the AIDS needles. Don't pop the titers. Yeah, you got to be no. careful. God. So anyway, this comes from a tweet that was put out by a young driver named Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, I believe, a driver? Yeah, I believe he's a Florida driver. Florida boy. Florida driver, yeah. Phil might even know this person. I don't know. Ooh. Um, I, I don't I don't know him directly, but I do know his uncle. I used to race with him on iRacing years ago. He knows of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I know of him. There's he's he's a senator. No he's one of his... Cons- haven't talked... Haven't talked to his uncle in probably fifteen years. See, it's so. one of his uh, con, uh, con, what is it? Constituents. Constituents. Yeah, yeah that's Florida. a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Center. So Kirkwood, he posted a picture of his hand in comparison to another hand, or his other hand, I should say, and showing how swollen it was. And he said he was honestly surprised that he was given, or that he was able to drive with this right hand. And even fight for a top 10. Not the finish we wanted, but nonetheless, an unreal race and strategy from the AJ Foyt Racing Team. So this person chimes in, which is the kind of person that I honestly can't stand. If you've listened to this show for long enough, you know who exactly who we're talking about here. All right, so this ter- this person goes by the name Champ Webb, which this is going to be good because it's not their real name. Say, can we just call them Karen? Karen. Uh, at champweb.net all spelled out on Twitter. So it's champ W-E-B-D-O-T-N-E-T I guess, if you want to tell him he's an idiot. Uh, Chimed in with this. Says said this before, but I'm uh, hang on, I gotta redo this because my phone screen is cracked and I can't read it now. All right. Said this before, but just am not a fan of drivers getting behind the wheel with broken slash injured hands or wrists. I can understand the desire and the, quote, want, but sometimes discretion is, in fact, the better part of valor. Basically, he's telling... (laughs) No, no, go ahead. Basically, he's telling this guy that uh, he shouldn't get behind the wheel because it could be dangerous, Jess. And you can tell... You know, I'll just do the impression. Go ahead. Okay? Just do it. Because you all know what we're thinking. Go ahead. Just do it. We like impressions here. I raced my legs broke. Heart bruised, eyes popping out of my head like they're on strings. Springs. Springs are close enough, too. It's just going to go away like anything else. (laughs) The Rowdy Burns? Yeah. Yeah. Where was was this idiot when Jimmy Johnson was racing in a full cast? Yeah, literally Uh, weeks ago. Yeah. Literally weeks ago. You're right, Phil. Nobody made any deal out of that because it's Jimmy Johnson. 
Yeah, I mean, this guy goes on, and if you read the rest of this diatribe that he goes on, he gets into multiple fights. And by the way, he's not in a cast. He's in a soft thumb brace. Uh, and yeah, it's he, not he literally sprained cast. his wrist, didn't he? Yeah, it's a soft thumb brace with a Velcro strap. You can buy them at CVS, for God's sakes. It's not even a full break. Um. So this, so Kyle Kirkwood actually responds to the guy and says, if you're alluding to it being a danger to myself or others, then you're wrong. All it was is pain, and adrenaline eliminates that. So this guy comes back. This is the kind of person I love, because they know they're wrong, but they don't want to be, so they just make up, make up reasons Backpedal. why they're not. <laughs> Obviously, you were medically cleared to drive, and I'm not a doctor. Backpedaling. But your hand with the cast on it is twice the size of the hand without, which if you look at the picture... No, it's just a little swollen, and it's not a cast. It's a brace. And you also said that it was impacting the steering, quote, feedback. Is all of that incorrect? And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> Can't you just, like, shut up? Do you understand? Here, let me just put this out there for you, pal. Do you understand what it takes to be a race car driver professionally? Because if you don't, if you can't just take the day off. This guy is just a complete narcissist. If you actually can't race, that's the only time you're not going to race if you're yeah. trying to be a professional race car driver. Unless you have a really good contract. Even then, you're still going to go out and try to get out there to start the car. Because if you don't, someone else is going to take your place. You have to. You know? Unless, like I said, you can't do it. But again, you go read through this... Um, whole list and whole uh, story that is underneath this original tweet there's people saying well i think he wouldn't have raced if it was bad enough and it's like not sure why you're criticizing him and he backpedals yet again says show me where i criticized him and it's like well right here where you said uh uh sometimes discretion is the better part of the valor where you think where you're basically insinuating that he probably shouldn't have raced if his hands hurt that's criticism dumbass well, yeah, there's, a, there's lots of people out there that don't understand. You know, they don't have abstract thinking, so they can't put themselves into anything else other than the first person. So allow me to forget it. It's yeah. Allow it's me to click on why ridiculous. he has this Twitter handle, Champ Web. Okay, where IndyCar fans. Right now, you're giving him traffic. Well, I'm trying to, you know, we give, are trying to give him traffic. Call yeah, him an to idiot. Tell him he's an idiot. <laughs> is right. <laughs> Where, where IndyCar fans from past and present come together via clips and content. So basically, it's for fans, yes. But it's like Instagram for IndyCar fans. Uh, on Twitter, though. Oh, I guess. So it's like a Twitter space. Yeah, it's some kind of ridiculous whatever. I don't understand what you two are talking about. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm kind of lost. But no, I, I mean, you, you, it's like a birdcage. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, this guy, again, you, you don't know, number one, what professional racing is. Yes, you're going to race hurt. Look at Davey Allison. Uh, you're, yes, you're going to race at any time because you will lose your seat, especially this kid, because I don't think he probably has a very good contract and he wants to make a name for himself. And guess what? He's fighting for a top 10 with a broken hand or whatever the hell's wrong with him. Because there's going to be some other darf out there going to be like, what are you, a wimp? What are you, a Pussy, why aren't you racing? Aren't you professional? Going somewhere notable yeah. next year. He very well could be. So he's racing for his career to prove that and he, he has worth performance it. incentives and contracts and all that other good stuff. So, yeah, 
Ugh. Instead of saying, oh, I hurt my hand, I can't race, and I'm taking the day off, he raced oh, he, through it because he wanted to. He's and going he, to Andretti next year. That's a hell of a deal. He's in a cast. It's in an exoskeleton now. It's so not even a cast. It's a soft thumb brace. You know where it wraps around your wrist like this? Yeah. And it goes around your thumb right here. Yeah. By the way, the visual yeah. is for our YouTube audience over at YouTube.com slash Sid's View. Welcome to the show again. Nice plug. I had to get it in nice. there somehow. That was good. That was good. We haven't done a visual yet. Where you can look at our ugly faces. Uh, but our kick-ass t-shirts. Not yes. mine. Not mine because you can only see Phil's my fat face. Awesome. Mine. Top notch. Mine. Brothers. It's just his handsome face. What are you going to do? I wonder how many of these are in existence. I don't think the Speedball opened the years that they had these printed. <laughs> I don't think they have a place to sell them now either. I'm actually seriously curious about that. Are these current shirts? Because I got these when, when the bowl was closed. I don't think that you should go to that website address, though, because I do believe that website Probably address not. is full of viruses. <laughs> Which one is it? Let's look at it. Here. It says speedbowl.com. Speedbowl. <laughs> yeah, don't go to that one. That's not the right one. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't go to that one. No. I think it's, it's speedbowl well, CT. I'll go get a silver pen. I believe it's speedbowlct.com. Yeah, you got to so edit that shirt. It's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, champweb.net on Twitter. Shut up. Don't criticize people and then say you're not criticizing people. <laughs> Stay over in your stupid corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sit in the box, feel shame. Feel shame. Sorry, I had to just, instead of like kid gloves in them, I'm just going to give it to them now. <laughs> shut Sit up. Sit down and shut up. Right. So uh, as we were talking about Waterford, I believe I actually went to Waterford this weekend. Yay! Because I you filmed. You sure it wasn't an alternate dimension? I filmed the. Uh, At least somebody went racing. I went filmed to the races. Because we've been showing. Uh, they've, Sid's been showing individual races on the uh, Speedball History page. You can look at. You could access it through their Facebook and Twitter and stuff, which is another subdivision of the Vault Productions thing. And I believe it also plays on the uh, YouTube channel. But you can watch the individual races now, and um, but go to their Facebook f- uh, page and you'll figure it out. You'll you'll find the videos. And I filmed the individual events at Waterford this weekend, so hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> I'll actually know what I'm talking about when it comes to the Speed Bowl this weekend, uh, and not have to rely on Mitch's press releases, which are actually quite good, and they kind of bail my ass out half the time. So anyway, I do want to get into something before. I do talk about the Speed Bowl because, well, I do like to go in chronological orbit. That doesn't really matter. I want to talk about uh, local admission prices at tracks. Now, I went to the Speed Bowl. I've seen them around. Just a genuine question, discussion topic, whatever the case may be. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Front gate admission at local tracks around Connecticut is $20 or north of $20, like $22. And Batgate is also north of like 40 bucks per regular division show. So this is quite high for these people. Uh, casual to diehard fans and some teams will also find that that's very off-putting. And also think that there's something like greed or whatever behind these prices on behalf of the tracks. Uh, I preface this with not knowing all the specifics of how a track is run, obviously. Uh, but is the answer... To get ahead of this type of uh, rumor mill, tell people why the prices are set to the way they are and ease people's minds. Or is it a business and they're allowed to keep their financial situations to themselves and justify uh, 
prices based off the economic situations they're faced with. Um, does a track really gain anything by being transparent, or is this a sign of the times? Is attendance just down all across the board on all different sporting events? And uh, what do you feel the solution might be? Well, what what are the other track prices right now? They're all relatively the same. Like within a few dollars, twenty to twenty-two. Let's see what the. Well, yeah, yeah. Adult general mission, twenty dollars at Stafford. Mm-hmm. Okay, for without, a normal night. Yeah, without a license, it's forty bucks. It's about the same as Waterford. You get a little discount with a, a Stafford license at Stafford. You get five bucks off in the back gate if you pay hundred, whatever it is. Right, so it all evens out, but. So yeah, so the so the so how much was general mission at Waterford again? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, and it was a five or six division show, and it wasn't the regular divisions half of them. So they're they're competitive with every other track, basically. Basically, yeah. So the prices are up from what we remember. Well, everything is up. There's everything that's cost everything, electricity. Uh, you know, uh, bringing in vendors uh, because their costs have they need offset that too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it costs are up everywhere. I don't know. I didn't vote this in, so I don't really. <laughs> Co- costs ain't up know. down here as far as uh, entry fees. Well, what's your guys' entry fees like down there for like uh, four seventeen or sunshine or any citrus? citrus is ten dollars or... for adults at the front gate, five dollars for kids at the front gate, yeah. thirty five bucks at the pits flat rate. You know, all those, yeah. I mean, all those wreckers take fuel to, to take fuel to, to run and everything. All those wreckers got one here per track. <laughs> yeah, remember, this is Florida. Well, at Florida it does, but it, <laughs> up here in civilization. There's like three. They just strap There's a chain several. to an alligator and yank the car off the track down here. Well, they got them big enough. They probably could. Yeah. Well, and slow enough. But that's true. Yeah, they probably use those fan boats or whatever, and just like <laughs> just turn it up to full big ass redneck fan boat and yank them off. Go work the speedy dry in with one of them things. <laughs> blow off the track. <laughs> but but like I said, is it worth the track's time to even try to be transparent, or do you think that it's just all across the board? Attendance is just down everywhere, like people, baseball, people are football. Bitch either way, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at other sports, and like I watch baseball games. I'm like, where the hell is everybody? There's like nobody my, in there. My biggest thing, I mean, Stafford can probably get away with it, but Thompson and Waterford raising the prices probably doesn't make sense to me. If you lower those prices, you probably get more people, and then offset what you're trying to do, and then sell more concessions. Although they don't have their own concessions, right? But that's also less overhead, so it almost balances out. I don't know. I don't know either, obviously. No one's going to know the answer. I mean, if some people want to go to a track bad enough, they'll pay whatever it is. To me, optics is is important. I would rather try and get more people in the stands at a lower price so that way people think there's great things going on and they want to be there and then more people will come. And that's where marketing comes in. That's where advertising and all kinds of other factors. None of these tracks up there except Stafford know how to do any of that. That's correct. Right. I just figured I'd bring it up as a discussion topic just to say, hey, you know, I know this is something that I hear a lot about. I figured I'd bring it up. No, but it's a good it's a good point. It's a good question. Yeah. So I don't I don't think they waste the same time. Everybody's gonna complain either way you go, so I don't know. What's the answer? Let us know at anchor.fm. Yeah. Maybe you if you're slash maybe, making laps. Who knows? Maybe you'll be our DARF comment of the week. <laughs> 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 hey Phil, you were right. Probably- 
What's you were, that? You were right. Our uh, Zoom meeting that we have has the countdown timer for 10 minutes oh, again. We oh, 10 minutes halfway to go. break. All right, cool. Let's see if we can all squeeze it in before then. No. <laughs> Sorry, YouTube audience. You're just going to have, we're going to, and, and our uh, other audience, we're just going to have to take a break at halfway. <laughs> Here's all you because need to know about Stafford. Every division except the limited late models had a caution on lap one. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we will try again for a perfect week this time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. But I figured it was worthy discussion. Again, there's really, it's kind of one of those weird, ambiguous discussions where we kind of don't have the answers that we could really give out or probably ever find because again what what are you going to do ask a business here give us your books we want to know what you make money on or spend money on and it's like "Mm, do you want the racetracks to be nice and have things or do you want them to be a shithole but they have cheap prices i don't know what the hell them i don't know i figured i'd just bring it up yeah and that's my thing too you bring up an interesting point with that citrus county speedway is one of the nicest tracks in florida and i would say that spud speedway in maine is nicer there's a spud speedway in maine yeah it's like way the fuck up there <laughs> i've never it's heard south canadia i've never heard of it sorry no I, i've never heard of it i've never <laughs> never been there fucking, i've just seen pictures it's named for it a goddamn kinda, potato <laughs> it, it looks like a strip of asphalt asphalt paved in a field with some grandstands i want to mm. google this right now <laughs> Spud Speedway. I've never heard of this place. Spud, we should take a road trip. Spud. No, you're reading the. You're, yeah, you're reading the Google ad. There, you got to actually. Yeah. It's in Caribou, Maine. <laughs> Caribou, Maine. How Maine is that name? It's, it ain't farther north. It'd be reindeer, Maine. It, it's <laughs> it's literally an oval cut in a field with some grandstands. Oh, it's all washed out. Yeah, cameras aren't that great. Jesse's looking it up. It looks like a fun little track because it's got oh. some sweeping corners. It's not super tight radius corners. You got some. You got some crowds there. You got some racy little cars there, and a nice field and some hay bales to catch on fire with. And you know, right there, there's, there's, that's, that's where you roast the marshmallows. What the hell? That, yeah, that's like the Kentucky part of Maine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> What are you trying to do? Stop so we can start again? No, I'm actually trying to figure out. I found um, that the further north you go in the country, like up to Maine, the further south they are more alike to. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. You got the brother uncle's going on up there. Okay, listeners. Um, since we had to record our own Zoom meeting tonight because it is on assignment, uh, we have to take breaks every 40 minutes in order to <laughs> get the whole video program in. And I just looked up how much Zoom Pro costs, so I don't have that that cap on it, even though I'm recording it to my own computer and not taking up any of their space, but they're just going to charge me to host it. And it's just them trying to suck money out of me. $150 a year. I'm not paying that. I'm just taking a damn break. <laughs> no. we, we pay that per user for our company. To hell with that. That's just ridiculous. You need me. Get a hold well, you probably of get a phone. bulk discount, don't you? Nope. <laughs> you no. just don't get a bulk discount. Of course not. No, Why we don't. We don't do have that? enough people to have a bulk discount. Well, what kind of business is this? <laughs> Jesus, we only got four of us. Right. Oh, do no. you got room for five? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Jesse's like, I will work for food. I will work. Can, can, you'll do the same thing you're doing now. You'll drive around from door to door. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> It'll just be businesses. Hey, do you need security? Oh, you're a salesman? No, no. I'm not a salesman. <laughs> I'll be a salesman. We have Great. a salesman. Jesse will show up be like, you need security, and pull out his taser and a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to shoot holes in the doors. This is why. To stop people like me. (laughs) (laughs) Will you buy security from me now? We're going to get taken (laughs) off of YouTube for this. If we even make it. Anyway, all right, we got five minutes until our first break. Let's just keep going here because. I thought we were stopping. Let's go. Hell no. We got five minutes left. We're just going to go with this. We're going to talk until it stops and then we won't realize it. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Anyway, um. Should I go into speed bowl results or do Stafford results? Because I did. Well, you one mentioned or the other. speed bowl first. I'll do speed bowl then. So All you right. should do it first. So I watched this thing, and they had trucks, SK lights, mini stocks, late models, SKs, and they had a four cylinder or no. Well, it was kind of a compact enduro at the end of the night. And this is your and this is your eyes that are that were. Yeah, I, f- I filmed for watching the, this and stuff. I filmed for the speed bowl history, so we don't have to rely on the Mitch report. Right, we don't have to this time. No, okay, well. Uh, I'm just not going to We're just going to have to take him off the staff for now. We've got to cut corners and budget. Only this week. Yeah. Um, So this week, we'll pay him half of what we usually do. Right. Uh, So there wasn't actually a lot of action, to be honest. We got done by, like, with the regular stuff before the Enduro. I think it was done by, like, (laughs) 8.15. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the sun wasn't the even race ended around eight thirty. Huh? The sun wasn't even down yet. We were walking to the parking lot, and there was still like a little bit of light coming over the tree line. Good when they're well behaved. That's good. So there wasn't a heck of a lot going on. I just remember trucks went out, and it was again a great, a really strong performance by Emma Monahan up front. She's really, I think she's starting to learn very quickly. It's just that you can't learn that quickly. You know what I mean? It takes a lot. You got to learn all the little subtle nuances of things that go on in racing it's very tough to learn but if you got great tutors then it helps a lot but uh tyler she definitely has that yeah tyler chapman got by her late uh, on a restart and uh he held on to win the truck race i believe that was his first of the year uh sk lights had a good story it wasn't so good at the start but it was good at the end uh i was watching the heat race and there was some definite fireworks between uh, nick hovey and i believe it was uh newcomb the younger one, what's his name there? Uh, Paul's kid. Does he drive just like his dad? Not really. Paul's pretty his, good. His dad's a wild man. I love watching <laughs> him drive. I forget the kid's name, though. I've, I'm sorry I blanked on it. I didn't write it down, but I'm going off memory, and it's not very good because I get hit in the head a lot. But uh, they made contact in the heat race, and I couldn't. I didn't have a good enough angle to make an actual decision on why because it, there was possibly... Some contact between them and the uh, 07 of Abley in the heat race. Not sure. Couldn't see. I was not at a good angle because they were directly facing away from me. Anyway, Hovey got spun and wrecked into the outside wall in turn one in this heat race. He had to get towed off. And so I'm like, oh, geez, you know, his bad luck continues because I think he broke at Stafford again this week for some reason. Um, But they managed to get it fixed. And while Tom Abley was off running away with the SK Light race, Nick Hovey finished third, which is a great run, especially when your car's on the hook at the end of the heat race. 
So that's a good night for them. And their SK light counts are getting better. It's not so bad. Yeah, it sounded like they hustled to get that car back together, too. Mini stocks. Bill Silvio won in the uh, Blue 88 car. That's a that's a cool one. He's been busting his ass trying to get that car going. That's been a while. They're saying that it's his first speedball uh, speed win, but I honestly could have sworn he's won before. Maybe, <laughs> like, once. Really. I think he said he won in like '96 or '06 or something like that. I think like that's that his old man. Facebook. I don't know, but it's been a long time. Anyway, that was a cool race as well because Bill was very strong and uh, held off the likes of pretty much anybody because Mark Panaroni, Macaroni, Pepperoni wasn't there this week. He's running a part-time schedule, and uh, everybody else like Garside and uh, the two car there and uh, Canfield. They all had to start in the back because of handicapping. So. The, again, these races went really, really clean. So, geez, we got a minute left. Damn. <laughs> no, it happened. My apologies, everybody. We're on our own here, and I'm not paying $150. We don't have any sponsors, okay? All sponsor right. us. Before I finish out, we'll take our halfway break at the Speed Bowl here. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, we took a break so that we could get our Zoom up, up to date again. If you don't like hearing these... Uh, sorts of interruptions, please feel free to message to DiMaggio and tell him that you don't like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're off the air. Okay, so we left off at the late models at the Speed Bowl. Now, Andrew Muller started out the year racing, geez, everything. Some late models at Stafford, SKs at Stafford. <laughs> Choice Open shows, SKs at Waterford, and they got an ACT car to go race at Waterford as well. So he's running two late model and two modified divisions regularly. And I think that's good if you got the money and you got the resources to expand your horizons and to you know diversify your driving portfolio. Good. Do that. Yep. It's only gonna, a good little shoe, too. It's only going to make you better by learning how to do different things at different tracks. You make yourself better. And he won. It was his first win in a late model at the Speed Bowl. So he's won SKs at Stafford, late models at Stafford, SKs at the Bowl, SK Lights at the Bowl. Did he win Legends car races too? Sid's not here to tell us, so I don't know. He might have. And I don't know. He might have. I don't know. But um, I don't have Speed Bowl history up. Me neither. Or Bandoleros. Sorry. Or anything. Then he also won. I feel like late he was in Bandoleros. There. So already he's won. Gee, it's almost three or four different ways so far. Can somebody please put him in a street stock? Hmm. Him and Marcelo Rafano or Rafrano, I would really love to see both of them in street stocks. Oh, that's the toughest car to drive. You mean again? Mar <laughs> yeah, Marcelo was a ton of fun to watch at Stafford, but I want to see him with something with power. I think when he was running, they still just had the two barrel with a uh, spacer or restrictor plate. Did they still have it back then? Because they uncorked him finally. I don't remember yeah, when I that think, was, but whatever, it doesn't I th really I matter. think he stopped racing those after I raced there, or before I raced there. I don't remember. Now, I believe, listener of the show, Ray, uh, Ray Christian III, did not break anything again this week, and he finished third as well. So, good for him. He didn't break anything. SKs. Uh, let's see. Todd Owen won that race, but it was not that easy. The SKs really had a decent race, I'll be honest. There was a lot of fighting for the lead. A lot of guys running the second lane up. If you watch the video at Speedball History on Facebook, uh, you will see that guys were off the bottom 
and they were rolling the top. Like I think Timmy Jordan must have gotten the lead from R.J. Marcotte, who was a rookie in the uh, division this year. He moved up from SK Lights. And uh, I can't say his name without remembering his like or thinking of his old man because I think his dad probably it, it was his dad right who raced late models at Thompson when we first went up there. Yeah, that's right. He had the same car number as you, but he raced the white late model up at Thompson. Right. So, yeah, it just throws me off so much, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, this Marcotte was really strong. Like he started towards the front, but he didn't leave there. Like he lost the lead to Timmy Jordan, got it back from him, lost it, got it back, was on Todd Owens' bumper at the end. I mean, he was very quick. What, and it, what's his racing background? I don't genuinely, I really don't know. Um, is that, this is the first time I've heard his name pop up. He raced SK Lights last year. I believe he won a few Did races. He? I yeah, think he, he won the championship okay. too. He won a few races. Might have won the title at Waterford last sure, year. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up again. This is all off the top of our heads. Please bear with us. I don't remember yesterday. So, so yeah. I mean, it was it was really fun to see a new face running very well. So it was again. Go watch that video. It was really kind of funny to watch the guys all running different lines and stuff. It was, it, it's not the first time in the recent history that I've seen, like the last couple of years that I've seen SKs running off the bottom, but the, the SKs and the late models did it a couple times. Yeah, the track year. is changing. The, the, yeah, the pavement I've noticed is changing. The, the groove is definitely moving up, which is something really foreign. It is. I mean, you it used to be just a two groove racetrack, but now the preferred groove is, is moved up quite considerably i'm just to, wondering what that's all about to be honest yeah they were really the only division taking advantage of that yeah i mean late models might have been a oh, few I of believe them it, okay buddy charette was the champion last year that's what i thought that I'm makes like, sense it makes more sense yeah that makes sense that's right yeah all right so correction already yeah don't sorry. bother said sorry buddy <laughs> that's it. we're not good at this we just at I least we just pull down menu i wish i could at least we Take openly admit it. Said we got problems here. All right. Look at this pull down menu. Here? It's transparent. It's, it's transparent. I can't see nothing. Uh, please fix that. Let me see if let me see if it, if it comes up on TV. It does. We saw it. We're yeah. Jess, this is this is videoception here. I'm very scared. <laughs> right, oh, you, we looked into the abyss and the abyss stared back at you. <laughs> I think I saw a claw come out. You might want to put that thing away. I'm going to put this back where it belongs and not yeah. screw with Mother Nature anymore. I'm getting dizzy over here. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> we now only have 28 minutes. That's okay. <laughs> All right. So I wasn't going to include the Enduro results, but uh, a familiar face actually won the Enduro. The Enduro was just nuts. Okay. It was, it's just, it's always ridiculous an enduro of any kind i don't remember them throwing this many red flags or cautions for an enduro because anytime somebody got turned around or stopped for more than a lap they like threw the red and pushed them off the track I'm like, what? i'm like that's not how they usually do it maybe the insurance has changed i don't know just saying but you they want did, to see a real enduro come down here they did throw the red because a guy's wheel came off and was bouncing down the front stretch and cars were trying to avoid it and I'm like, uh-oh, 
That could get bad. Yeah, that's going to get launched. That could get bad real quick. So they they recognized that, and they threw the red real quick to get the tire picked up. Because if that launched into the crowd, that would have been real bad. Anyway, they did Someone get yeah, Rich gotten Keeter. a souvenir. Yeah. Rich, ask Rich and Keeter. a hospital bill. Yeah, ask poor Rich Keeter and Billy Roberts and all the other guys I've seen have to duck out of the way. for And Craig Christ. Merriman and all the other guys who have been either taken out or had to duck out of the Bri- way of stuff flying. Brian Callen was in the flag stand on at Stafford on Friday, and he almost caught one. Oh, I'll get to that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> By the way, Stafford, oh, God, while we're on the topic, Stafford, I know you listen to this show, or somebody there listens. Right before, and I know I'm kind of giving a spoiler away, but anyway, you can watch all these on Flow Racing. They're all on the replays. Right before... John Pulio's wheel went flying towards the flag stand. I thought to myself earlier in the night, I said, you know, Stafford, for all their good things and all the stuff that they do right, they don't have helmets on their flagmen. That's kind of upsetting. Even Waterford puts helmets on their flagmen. Hmm. And then a wheel goes flying through the flag stand, and I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. Let's throw some helmets on those guys. I, 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 bet, I bet you see helmets next week. That would be nice. It's... It might help. Who knows? Honestly, after what happened with the lead incident last last year at Waterford, I would put like steel plate around the base. Was it lead or was it uh, something else? Because I know something took out Craig Merriman's leg. Yeah, I thought it was a piece of lead that got up in there. Or no, something. it was. Uh, so for the audience that doesn't else. know, uh, please describe what is the lead incident. I don't. I don't believe it was lead. I think it was like a, a vehicle part of some sort. I'd have to ask Craig. Yeah, so something got up in the flag stand and, and knocked him right in the ankle or right above the ankle. Yeah, broke, broke his ankle. His leg. He broke his leg, broke his ankle. Yeah. And this was when? That was at Waterford last year, I think. Okay. Yeah, it took out Craig. He even put some, like, I don't know, some of that mesh around the bottom. Well, the, they did. They did um, Diamond mesh. They did heater hose clamp a uh, piece of chicken wire around that area, so they're totally fine now. Yeah, that... <laughs> I did see it. I have been in the Waterford flag stand this year. I did go crawling through there at one point. Hey, at um, least they're proactive. They they did something. They did something. It, it could stop that, something or tie it up enough to not kill somebody. That's all I'm I'm thinking about. The the flag stand that's always worried me is Thompson's. <laughs> I've seen it hit before, and so has Jesse. <laughs> oh, so modified launch is the wrong way. That thing's all wood. It's going to just splinter. It's pretty beefy on the corners. They got big steel posts at the wall, but other than that, I don't know. If you get oh, a little no, higher a flying than that. race car coming at it, if you get it squared up. Um, I mean, ask um, Keith DeSantis how, how tough that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't See, remember. I wasn't around then. 2003? I have the video on my YouTube channel. I have it on I mine definitely as well. Wasn't or Brent does, then. yeah. One of us has it. I got the video on my YouTube channel of Keith Basically, almost, almost center punching the flag stand with the front of his car. He got upside down and yeah, and that Bill, was that was, leave? Uh, what was quite that? a doozy. Yeah. That was Bill Davis, I think, pushing on his side, wasn't it? I think Bill Davis was yeah, somebody was black car thirty something like that. Yeah, I forget what his number was, but yeah, um, they yeah, Keith got turned you know down the front stretch wall head on, hopped up over the barrier and boom into the flag stand and. Oh. Timmy and what's his face went diving out of the flag stand. <laughs> I think Timmy wrenched his back or somebody wrenched their back. I, mean, I forget who it I was. I can't blame but... him. I would not want to be in that flag stand on a regular. Oh, night. they they ran for their life. Yeah, yeah, that's like ten feet out of yeah. that flag stand. They dove out of it. 
Yeah. Stafford's on fine with Waterford's on fine with Thompson's just stands out there in the open. I just feel they're like right in your face. Vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. They're right in your face. It'd be awesome to watch uh, supers from there. If you knew something, nothing was going to happen. Yeah. If you knew nothing was going to happen, but yeah, I mean, Stafford, I'd really like to see it's not much, but I, and I'm not trying to complain or anything. I'm just saying these guys are valuable. Let's, put something on their heads and make sure at least that's covered. I'm not saying put them in a bear suit or something, which probably would help as well, but those are really hot. So let's just try helmets first, <laughs> please. Again, it's weird to say Stafford's one of the tracks. I don't see them using it. So that, that's weird. So let's... yeah, that is a little odd for them, but anyway, we were talking about the Enduro. We were trying to get through this because we're going to have to stop a second time, I guess at this point. Yes. Anyway, the Enduro was one. By none other than Stephen Chapman, one of the Chapman oh. brood, SK Light driver. He won the Enduro race. He had a little blue like Nissan or something like that with no muffler on it. And it had a giant American flag hanging off the back of it like a cape. It was hilarious. It was great. Cousin of the show, Chuck McDonald, had a Nissan Versa, I think. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm surprised it hasn't broken down yet. Yeah, I was going to say, what, do you want to die in that thing? <laughs> I there, I actually did video that race as well, and if you do watch it, I had no idea what to watch. I would event I you know kind of pan to the leaders once in a while, just to show you who they are, but then I would just be like, okay, where's the most carnage? And there was a car stopped in the middle of the groove, facing the right way, off a of turn four, and I'm like, someone's gonna get him. They'll forget. They'll forget he's there. They'll think he's gone even if they come back around in another lap later. Sure enough, two laps later, someone completely creams the guy and basically fuses the two cars together. He hits them so hard. Red flag. <laughs> Caught that on video. They just got to leave it all out there. That's what they do down here. Yeah. Unless unless you're on fire, stay strapped in because you're you're holding on right now. <laughs> That's what and the... if it If it happens on lap one, you still got 149 to wait. So, yeah, it was a 50-lap race, but it was it was funny to see somebody who was an actual uh, notable racer won that thing, so kept his nose clean. I know Aaron Plemons, I think, was out there, and he had, a like, an Ultima or something like that with a V6. He was flying. He led, like, half the thing, and then the car died. I'm surprised Sean and Diego weren't out there. Oh, um, I don't know. They, they've won they a couple of them. them. I think they sold them. He, yeah. They buy and sell stuff every once in a while. And... Right, we should move on to Stafford. Geez, how freaking far in are we? <laughs> now Sorry, the, Stafford. We usually get to you yeah. first. Oh, they didn't have street stonks at Waterford. That's yeah, right. Sid they, had the gets, week, they had the week off. Sid gets me to go freaking film yeah. at Waterford, and guess what division is not there? The one that I want to see. Oh, well. Come on, Sid. Oh, well. <laughs> poor poor planning, I guess. We want to see street stocks. All, all ten of them. I was going to say all six of them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's not your fault. Uh, now, do they run the street stocks? Do they run one heat and one feature? I don't know. If it's less than ten <laughs> cars, or if it's less than eleven cars, Waterford has a policy. They do uh, what is it? Group qualifying. I think the late models had to do that this week. Trucks. They had a good car count. I'll be fair. They had good car count. Yeah, Legends cars weren't there this week either. Uh, anyway, Stafford results. Let, wait, let's just dive right into street stocks because we're already talking about them. You want to oh. see some good street stock racing? Let's go to Stafford well, because they got it going on. Oh, Thompson! That was Thompson, by the way, show too. So. 
Until it was not, a disaster. Yeah, until it was not the show. I'll tell you who has a disaster is a, a seasonal disaster is is uh, Nick Hovey. I mean, can he <laughs> can he buy a break? What's nope. can he buy luck whatsoever? I mean, the poor lap, kid. I mean, if you feel so bad for him. I mean, the only thing that's going to turn his luck around, it seems like, is worshiping the wrong god and child <laughs> sacrifice. I was going to say like, animal sacrifice, but Jesse went straight to children. That's the most evil. Oh, okay. You know? I, mean, <laughs> I get it now. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you you got to feel for the guy. I mean, that poor guy is, the whole team, just un, unreal. There is a positive to come out of that, though. He didn't crash. Right. And once you break everything, then everything else is new. So now you can't break it. My life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, yes, you absolutely can. Well, like when you blow the engine, then the transmission goes, and then once that goes, it goes down to the rear end. Yeah, and then the U-joints uh, go. and yeah, <laughs> then It just you, works the its cycle, way down the drivetrain. The cycle continues because yeah. they just keep braking. <laughs> hey, another positive, he's been fast every time he puts any car he's in on the racetrack. Correct. Yeah, the car's fast. It's just goodbye luck. Yeah, they either gets wrecked or broke. No, it's not as... It's just ridiculous. It's uh, it sucks a lot, but again, they got a little redemption at Waterford in the uh, SK Light. So, let's go to the street stock race at Stafford on Friday. They had a great battle for the lead late between Ryan Waterman, Adrian Parody, and uh, Travis Hydar. All three of those are no stranger to to trade and paint. <laughs> That's and the truth. Running Not hard, running hard. I believe I've had all three of their paints so, on my car at one point. Yeah, so you yes. know when they get together, it's going to be a formula for something. Mm-hmm. And excitement a, is a, and a good is, show is what it comes out to. I excitement mean, excitement. Was, on the list, yeah. Except it for was the absolutely ending. one of the best street stock shows I've seen in a long time, and then yeah. all of a sudden, until it the ending, shit, really fast. <laughs> Correct. Until all it took ending. is turn three. Now there was contact all over the place, but Hydar drifted up on entry in three and four, made contact well, with Waterman's left rear after all the other racing well, had you, gone. You guys started at the beginning. You want me to start they, at the beginning because they had they had yeah because they were swapping the lead. Oh it yeah, was, I mean I Waterman's mean, it was defensive lines, and then one guy would wash each. Paradis would wash up Waterman when Waterman was holding the defensive line, and then Paradis held the defensive line. And Waterman did the same thing to Paradis. And Hydar did it to him too. You know? And then Hydar, it was just a, it was like dude, what a dog fight, what a complete dog fight. That was fun. They weren't, and it was respectful. It was fun to yeah, watch. They weren't smashing the hell out of each other's bumpers. They were getting runs to the inside and just. Kind of making door contact and not heavy door contact, just enough to get by, and then yeah, that's how it ended. Slide up, they would slide up, and then yeah. somebody else would do it to them, and it, yeah, it's just street soccer. And that's kind of how it ended because uh, yeah. the thirty-one and the eleven were kind of touching each other down the down the straightaway. Ryan's feeling how far uh, the eleven's alongside of him, mm-hmm. and the eleven is kind of putting his nose in there, saying, "Hey, I'm here, I'm here." And then once, once, once the two of them keep, they both ruin their corner entry doing that because, you know, they're trying to get the lead and whatnot. So I understand exactly what the what the what they were thinking. So and then once the corner entry screwed, they both go into the corner, wash up. Yeah. And then Adrian Paradis finds the hole. Yep. Awesome. And then I think he clipped the eleven right before he went into the thirty-one. Yeah. He for did. some reason, he slid yeah. up coming off. 
because he just hit the gas hard, hard coming off and, and not lifting, trying to clear him and just run away, you know? And he kind of slid yeah, that- up into the left front of Waterman with his right rear, and Waterman's kind of already sideways, so it's not like he yeah, can do much He was much sideways the whole way around the turn he, after Adrian, contact. Adrian just got a little overzealous with that. If he had just been a little more throttle patient through the center, he still would have just driven by him. Yeah, but it's kind of like what Austin Dillon did back in uh, the Coke 600. The Coke 600 was kind of the same deal. Just try to get through. Exactly. Trying to get through the hole quick, and and then that was the end. I think if he hadn't clipped the 11, they probably would have been all fine. I think you're right. Speaking of clipped, um, Parody went like head on into the wall, and Waterman basically followed him in. So we call that full consequences. Yeah, that was full for both of those guys. Full consequence. I'm pretty oh. sure the 19 is going to need one, if not two, clips. I'm pretty sure Ryan's car is probably going to need a clip as well. Ryan uh, said he wasn't sure when I talked to him, so I'd be curious to see because that's a uh, may stock just be clip, horns stock clip car. I'm sure he'll probably get it measured out not and at see least what happens. Horns anyway, yeah. who knows? But yeah. I know the 19 is going to need one. Oh, absolutely. That thing is junk. They'll probably um, bring ugh. out the other car. There, Yeah, that's what uh, I was talking to Joe Brockett. He said he'd probably be breaking out the uh, backup old blue car. Um, hey, but, that car is just every bit as fast, too. It won, I think, three features last year. So Very well could have, yeah. Uh, Travis Hydar did survive that last incident to win his second race of the year. Yep. Moving on to SK Lights. They got off to... A fairly inauspicious start there as a wreck took out a bunch of cars from front to mid-pack. Dude. <laughs> Just, dude. Go ahead. I mean, three wide in the lead, <laughs> going for the, three wide in the middle at Stafford in turn one. It's not even wide enough for two cars usually. There's a bug. Three wide drink. going in the middle. You know it's the extra protein. With, Sorry, Jesse. Yeah. And the guy and the and the guy you're you're going in the middle on the guy on the outside, yeah, he has a responsibility to to keep himself out of danger and hold the car down. But it was one of the Chapmans. It was uh, there's there's what there's three of them, six of them, there's, nine. There's, I don't have any clue. There's so many of them. They well, multiply like rabbits. There's Steven, There's Tyler. And then what is there? There's like uh uh, uh Joe Perry Walsh Walsh. No idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to name all. I, th- I thought they were named after the members of Aeros- Aerosmith or something. Know. Oh yeah. Um, no, I have no idea. Yeah, Dream On. You see what I did there? <laughs> Ugh. I'm way too punchy for this crap. <laughs> Ugh. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I bomb. But yeah, the the guy's got a rookie stripe. You you know he's coming down. You don't put you give the guy with the rookie stripe a little extra space, man. It tore up well, so many cars. Why are we going three wide on lap one? That should be the bigger question. In the middle, just in in general, like if if the guy on the outside knows there's a rookie sticking his nose inside. Oh wait, they don't have spotters. Well, the rookie was on the outside of the pole and he washed up. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And and yeah, he washed up, but you know he's coming back down, so don't put it in there. Yeah, if you see a rookie, give him space. Freezing. Yeah, don't don't do that. Anyway, don't do that. <laughs> you had the video. Just stop. Just stop it. Wanting to get to this level, don't do that. There it is. Thank you. Don't do that. Don't do that. So uh, Josh Carey took the Race lead away. Respect. Don't wreck the guy on the outside of you trying. 
<laughs> there you go. More from Ryan Priest. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Um, but Josh Carey took the lead away from Nick Anglace about halfway through and was able to hold off uh, another one of the Chapmans. I believe this one was Tyler uh, at the end to pick up his first win of the season. So that's good for him. No, he's not over top of the wall this year, so that's good. Well, Todd, Todd Owens got those cars. Every car he works on is always just stupid fast. He's quickly becoming a very, very competitive uh, chassis company. <laughs> I think yes. he's already proved that because for a long period of time, it was you ain't going nowhere without a Troyer or you ain't going anywhere without a CD or you're not going anywhere without a spat. It's like specific, you know, one brand is fast flavor of the month. Here's, here's my only whatever. concern, though. Is he like Raceworks, where he's the only one that knows how to make the cars go? Uh, I don't think so. He's got a lot of cars out there, let's be honest. Right, but it seems like everywhere he goes, his cars are. Mm. I don't. I, don't, I can't think of anybody that races That's without his help at the track. I suppose that is a concern. It well, he does run concern. a lot of tracks. He does. He does run a lot of stuff. He runs. That's the thing. Yeah, he's he's everywhere. But I mean, it's his business too. And I mean, nothing against Eddie Flemke. Guy's a fantastic fabricator, and his cars are fast. But it seems like unless he's with you at the track, the car doesn't go for whatever reason. So I don't I don't understand how that all ends up happening. That's no, a good question. But it I, I I do like see competition between all the different chassis manufacturers. Yeah, love that's... competition. I love capitalism. That's, that's great. That's more what I was interested yeah. in. Yeah, it was seeing different, cool. different people being competitive, which is good. I like to see different ways to attack a problem, and now, that's cool. Jacob Gray won the kids' big wheel race, and his dad, Adam, was not going to be upstaged because he won the late model race. He so did. the family brought home two trophies that night. I need to bring this up. Tom Fern dumped Kevin Gambacorda for whatever reason, and I don't really know why. He, he, I know he got into Tom earlier, but... It, he did lift and let him gain back, you know, get it back straight again, and then got behind him and tried again. He just, you know, he was like, "Whoops, that wasn't meant to happen." So he pulled back in. And I don't didn't you, don't you always again. say though, that if you get into me, I'm going to get in you twice as hard? Maybe that's what Todd Fern did. Yeah, but usually that's meant for somebody if they like dump you or wreck you. But if, Kevin, if, if he went by him, it would have been one thing. You yeah, know? It, Kevin didn't go by him. He. Let Stop. him live. He, he's like, nope, I didn't want to do that. So he let him have it. Okay. You know I, I, I mean? don't know if there's a history there. There must be for, for him to just do that. There's got to be a history of some sort. I mean, nobody can tell yeah. me otherwise. I know what he did. You know, yeah. I mean, and, Tom Fern's been around enough. He's probably had everybody pissed at him and loved him at the same time. So <laughs> I don't know. Again, I just think it was kind of uncalled for. But uh, oh, I, mean, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, it's just, it, I mean, he could have done worse. He could have wrecked him. He just turned him around. Yeah. But again, not really necessary. But whatever. Well, it, it's he not is, necessary because it hurts yourself. You know, Tapley's watching. You know, he's going to give you the black. Well, yeah, that too, because he's probably watching the big battle, and yeah. you're the one who's going to get big him battle. back. Do something else. You know, go sleep with his wife or something. You know, Re- realistically, <laughs> you know, I think I that's the know. only way anybody's going to have anything yeah. for Kim Cord all year with the way that car runs. That thing's a rocket. Thing, oh. you know, maybe don't like passing the torch. I don't know. Thing yeah, is he'll win next. He'll win next week. Watch. Yeah, that thing is just a bullet. Yeah. So anyway, I got to give props to Paul Varecchio. He finished on the podium, P three. Again, he's the new podium Paul. I shouldn't say that out loud because French will get mad at me. For for, for years, <laughs> he's called diet po- podium. diet podium. 
Yeah. You, you look at that 39 car for years up there and he would always start up front and then boat anchor. Yep. Like he'd maybe lead a couple laps and then just drop to the rear. And he, he admitted himself, they were focusing more on short run speed. And now they're, I guess he's got a couple new guys. I don't know who they are that are helping him. And it, it's awesome to see because Paul, Paul's a great dude for anybody that no, doesn't know him. He, he works with uh rent a race car. He's the one that put the clip on the 43 car after I knocked it off twice in a row. Uh, <laughs> he gets plenty of work but, from you. Well, he did. <laughs> He's he got plenty again? of work from you. <laughs> Whoops. No, they're great people, so it's cool to see, you know, underfunded, low-budget teams having success against guys like Adam Gray and Tom Fern and, yeah, and all that. He's been at it for a while. It's nice to see him finally getting the fruits of his labors here, figuring it out. So we'll move that on to the, uh, I believe it was the SK race next. They didn't run last that night. I remember Marcello Refrano taking the lead from Michael Jarvis uh, and tried to run, but a quick yellow bunched the field back up, and that allowed Stephen Kopsik and Brian Narducci to challenge for the lead. Uh, Kopsik got by, but Narducci got held up trying to get by Keith Rocco, who actually had a pretty decent run this week for once. He was actually in the top five with that new SK. They might be slowly figuring it out. It doesn't look like it's 100% yet, but it's close. Uh, it's I, I much was told better that... Than- that- that yeah. is a brand new TA4 car. Well, whatever was wrong with it, they must be figuring it out because, yeah. again, he's Just not... trying to figure it out, yeah. He's not 20th. He's actually within yeah. the top five now. Yeah. So, again, it's baby steps here, especially if it's something that's really kind of... One of those things you just have no idea what it is. Um, of last lap fracas between lapped cars and the leaders... That was weird. ...really tighten the pack up immediately... Um, it was so weird that even the guys, behind, you know, when Stephen Kopsik had to check up, even the guys behind him, uh, Marcello Rufano and uh, who Narducci, was the, and Narducci, they were all taken aback. It just they were just as surprised as as uh, 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 Stephen Kopsik was because they they almost ran over each they other. They just kind of just squared off at the bumper instead of instead of going around them. They're that surprised because, well, that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> no, level, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Lapped cars. Don't do get that. Get the hell out of the way. <laughs> Jesus get on, on the on the last lap, get off the track. You ain't winning. This seems to be happening. You ain't getting the lucky dog. Get off the track. You know? Both of my wins at Thompson. Last God. lap, Brent, you were behind me. Going into going into three, coming to white. Or going I was, into three on the last lap. I was lap cars everywhere. I was praying a lapped car would get in your way or get close to you that I could punt them into you. Oh no! Because Nothing, it just didn't happen. <laughs> anybody in front of me, I was junking. It will. I was. I was fixing to go rim ride turn three around the top of the twenty four when he opened the, the middle for me. Well, when Tommy Shea got next to you, I really wanted to kind of boot him. And because I like him and he's a good friend, <laughs> I wanted to boot him and slide him up India, but I just couldn't make it happen. So, oh well. Anyway, <laughs> lap cars, get the hell out of the way. Yeah, uh, just like <laughs> what the fuck. Uh, okay, so Kopsik does make it all the way around with Refrano on his bumper. Brian Narducci's in third. Narducci, by the way, is the only driver with top five finishes in every race so far this year. Yeah, five races. Is- yeah, five I think races. Four races, but I think he's, he's going to end up yeah. winning some well, races here at the out. end of the season. Yeah, yeah. If he keeps it up, the wins will come. He just has to it's keep his obviously head on a straight. winning car because oh, very much so. It's obviously a, a winning car. He's the only one in the top five. 
mm-hmm. a championship might come if he keeps racing the way he is and everybody else races the way they have been. Oh, yeah, this is outstanding growth I from call him. him the front runner for the championship right now. Yeah. I don't care who anybody oh, is. You could I don't care who it is. I don't care if you say, Oh, I don't I don't look at the points, I don't look at nothing, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying it's him. I, I'm just saying anybody in general. Baloney. Bull crap. You're looking at points. You're digging. You want every single point you can get and step on their neck early and often. <laughs> I agree. That's a bunch of You know of what though too th- these results for him are are a, a learning and growth experience at the same time because he's seeing the fruits of his labor right there like he's not driving like a douchebag he's not running into people and getting put to the tail end of the field for causing incidents he's finishing at the front of the field by racing respectful and clean and it's awesome to see cuz I've always thought the damn kid had talent he just raced like an idiot for so long now he's figured it out and it's just what he a, belongs in an SK. He he's proven now that he belongs there. What and a, yeah. he's a serious contender now. What I would like to see is just him making sure that he doesn't get frustrated by not winning races but finishing up front all the time. Because people can fall into that trap as well. I, I think the last two races, he definitely had cars fast enough to go up there and contend, but his patience kept him from getting up there but his patience got him a good finish rather than pushing the edge and maybe ending up balled up right but it is a, it is remarkable growth so far and i like i would like to see him continue it because i do want to see this actually come too because i really again, think you will i yeah it'd be nice to see somebody different yeah keith so, rocco had a pretty good run too yeah he did marcel rafano had a great run yeah you know, and Michael Jarvis had a good run too. He did. I mean, it's good to see him back. I mean, he he's he runs like top ten every freaking year for like the last ten years. Yeah, you know? top five, top ten. You know, and he hasn't won a race in like ten years or whatever it is. I don't know. He'll probably yeah. correct me. You know, he'll yell at us. We have we have six and a half minutes. Just you know? so you know. And I'll, yeah, I know. I, we'll figure it out. I want to see him back. You know, <laughs> I want to see him back in Victory Lane. That'd be, I could really use that. Uh, oh, sorry. About I mean, Jarvis, it's a it's yeah. a it's a deep field. It's a deep, you know, field of modified drivers. So, you know, right. I want I want I, I'd like to see you know, come back there. That'd be really cool, man. Yeah. So I mean, we got to finish this out Narducci. because. What's that? I said, can we find Narducci a teammate that can drive? I think he's doing fine on his own <laughs> without input. <laughs> no, I mean, well, he kind of is on his own because his team car is running in the back of the pack every week. And spinning out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we got to finish this out before our next Zoom break because <laughs> we only have 40-minute increments. Uh, so Damian Pilardi started up front, and no matter who caught him, they could not get by him or defeat him. Whatever Press they've the done. nitrous button. <laughs> whatever they've done to that car lately has paid off because it was rather quick uh, it was his first career win uh, he held off the likes of Devin Jensik and then Jensik got spun by Gary Patnode for whatever reason coming to the white flag uh, and he also held off Alexander Fern and Jeremy Lavoie so he had a great run um, thoughts? <laughs> I'll just leave it to the floor here I don't know I, I, don't, I don't know because I've feel like every time I've seen this kid race up until now, he ends up backwards at some point during the race. So it's 
again, like we're talking about kind of with Narducci, the, the growth is nice to see, but now can he sustain it? Now he's won a race. He figured out how to finish a race and run up front. Can he keep doing that? Or is he going to fall back now that he's probably going to end up dropping we back even with talk the about handicap the and all that? Is he going to end up wrecking more cars? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, we did, we did kind of gloss over the Pulio wreck where the wheel got sheared off and um, oh, yeah. flied over, flying over the flag stand and mm-hmm. stuff. I know we did mention it earlier, but... Uh, I did enjoy they had to get the tow truck to pull it out of the cables. Yeah, it got wedged yeah. in the in the catch fence between the, the wall and the fence, and they had to get the tow yeah. truck out to tow it out of the fence. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was wedged until I saw the replay. I thought it was just kind of sitting there on Car the ground up in the between air again. there, and I was like... You lazy sack of shit. Why don't you got to get the tow truck? <laughs> I'm sitting out. I mean, I might have had a drink. It's in just, me. It's just, I'm sitting, oh, yeah. just sitting there yelling at the TV like, come on. Yeah. Jesse's got. Oh, it, was, it was wedged in there, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, that, that was a weird looking wreck because it looked like, it looked like, uh, you know, Pulio had to back off just a hair because it looked like he was going to be clear or not clear by a matter of like inches. And then. And then the, uh, what is it, the Tyler Hines car was right literally behind him. So you're talking milliseconds and, and, and inches. And it was just a recipe. I can understand, though, being frustrated. You got thousands oh, yeah. of thousands of dollars of wrecked race car. That's not your fault that you wrecked. And so somebody's got to be at fault, you know. <laughs> you know? Right. And so I, I totally don't blame them you know it's just uh unfortunate situation that's just one of those things where inches count and milliseconds count and cliches all up and down the board count you know metaphors abused all that good stuff just that like our just show terrible yes and yeah terrible 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 just like our show too just like our show all right so yeah again i want to just ad- address uh the people who were concerned that the wheel went flying i know these cars have wheel tethers uh, but the wheel tethers are attached to the spindle. If the hub or wheel breaks, the wheel's going flying. So just yep. to, just figured we'd address that. Usually, usually they don't. Usually it breaks a ball joint or heim joint or something like that holding the front end together, and it holds it on there. But uh, again, if the wheel or hub breaks, they, that's you can't there's stop nothing, that. There's nothing on these cars that are bulletproof. No, you can't stop that unless you completely encase the wheels with inside the body. And that's not going to happen. So I think now is probably the perfect time for us to take our second break. Again, if you don't like these breaks, then email Sid DiMaggio uh, with your concerns. <laughs> or you could donate to us on... Uh, or, yeah, you could donate. To, you could do the nice PayPal thing. PayPal and Venmo or whatever Brent has <laughs> And or you something. could sponsor the show. Sweet. So that we don't have to do this. But, no, we're just joking. We're just messing with him anyway. So we're going to take our second break, uh, which you won't hear, but... Uh, and We're just going to mention it ahead. He'll of time probably so you don't do hear a nice words. little uh, soft focus, soft transitional wipe. <laughs> so I think that'll move us on to some Seaconk results. And by the way, we got an email. We did. Oh, a fax, a fax. We got a fax. We got a fax. Oh boy, a fax. Uh, Is it an email from a Seaconk listener? Yes, actually. And uh, Twitter. Um, interactor i guess i could call him because <laughs> he interacts with us on twitter i've seen him a lot guy's name is sean minor he sends us an email about seaconk all right 
Hey guys, I'm at Seaconk every week and wanted to provide a little insight on their pro stock division at the moment, which I'm interested in. I'm I'm all ears. I am all ears as well. The I love Seaconk and I love the pro stocks. They're I love awesome. them both. All right, let's see what he's got to say. I actually haven't read this email all the way through. I wanted to do it on the show. Okay, so it's definitely an organic response. Yes. All right, very good. The division has had the lowest car counts of the four divisions there, which is normal and expected in parentheses. And I expected the car counts to go even lower due to the bonehead moves some are making. People are driving with no respect and using the bumper to move people out of the way, which sounds like Seekonk, to be fair. It's kind of the nature of racing there. Yeah, it seems it kind of feels like Seekonk. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish it was a little more racy, but it's more of a contact track than anywhere else. Anyway, I'll move move on. I mean, the asphalt's like Waterford's. I mean, Waterford's asphalt's like 1988 was the last time they paved it. And it was. It was on Speedball History today. I remember seeing it because today was the anniversary. No, it was reconfigured in 1988. I thought they repaved it in 2000 or something. No, that was Thompson. Yeah, Yeah. that that place desperately needs a repave. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Quiet. They'll bring the pitchforks. I know. (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about Seekonk. All right. uh, They did remove the big bump in turn three at Seekonk, the one you bought them out on a couple years ago. Yeah. Anyway, he says that Tommy Adams moved Ryan Vanessa out of the way a few weeks ago for the win, even though he was visibly much faster. Uh, This week was their first Triple Crown race. With the extra distance, I was expecting a cleaner show, but it was proven wrong almost immediately when a bonehead move three wide uh, took out four of 15 cars on lap two. Yeah, Jesse hangs his head in shame. Um Let's see here. Couple this with a track truck blocking the pit exit so some damaged cars were already three-quarters of a lap down before the race restarted. It seems like this division is cursed this year. That's just a miscue there. Uh, All of this combined with Seekonk's, quote, unique for the region, quote, bump stop rule and tire situation, I am starting to worry a little about the health of the division. To be fair, the bump stop rule, I think, is kind of good for budget because i know a lot of guys spend a lot of money figuring bump stops out bump bump stops have no place in weekly racing anyway yeah, i'm they, sorry they we- really weekly don't. or regional divisions no sorry get that shit out of here to Boom. be fair the act has a rule where you can't run them either so yep what about granite state and what about uh the other pro stocks pass yeah pass i'm sure they do i'm sure they have passes them. passes on an island with a lot of their rules anyway i believe yeah, yeah i'm just wondering about uh compare compatibility and whatnot but i don't know it wouldn't bump stops would wouldn't that have something more to do with like the cost of running shocks and whatnot but, yeah it's i was gonna a say ton of money in shock technology that's what i mean to, to and, figure it out and make it right and wouldn't wouldn't bump stops just exacerbate that it kind of does, I believe, because you're you're literally playing with bump. Yeah, it, and you know, those this is a really yeah, simple ahead, way of putting it. But if you want to change the package on a, on one of those cars, just change the shocks. Yeah, like from working on Daniel's Super now, I've seen we've run conventional setup and we've run bumps. Generally, what he changes is some sway bar stuff and the four shocks. It's four shocks and springs change. It's. I don't see why it's the biggest deal in the world, why that would be causing car counts, because honestly, I would think it's going to help car counts with it being a little cheaper. You don't have to have all that testing time and, and practice and figuring everything out and spring smasher and all that shit. 
Yeah, they have all these specialized machines that, I mean, yeah, they are expensive, but it's kind of a one-time purchase. But if you don't have one, you're going to be behind someone who has one. It's just one of those deals. And there's all these other different types of specialized equipment to, to make these things run like that. And it all increases the cost of racing. And, I mean, I'm sure these guys are still running them on these machines and doing all this special stuff, even without them, just to, you know, set a package up. But yeah, That's why me with a $16,000 car could go race against $80,000 museum pieces and be competitive because we don't have shit like that. Yeah, you have a spec shock roll. It's, yeah, it's, you it's can't affordable. Touch yeah. Dave, he's, let's go on with the email here. Dave Darling, who has struggled this year, and he puts in parentheses, though I hear that's due to saving tires, nearly won last night, but you wouldn't have guessed it from his front stretch interview. He immediately went on a rant stating that, quote, we're driving eighty dollars to $100,000 race cars out here, and we're driving like morons, end quote. Now let me just interject here. If these guys are running eighty to hundred thousand dollar pro stocks at Seaconk, we've got a serious problem in short track racing. Sorry, that's what it costs to build one of them stupid things now. Well, it ain't worth it. No, it's not. But well, how much is it modified? Well, you know, I've been. It, it, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, the, Phil. The, th- the thing about modifieds is modifieds are all. I mean, not affordable, but the the SK Light division is kind of smartly. The rules are done smartly to where you can have a guy with no budget come in and compete against a guy with a budget. The same thing with the SKs, I think. Tour mods are a different story. But I think the SKs, you see it a lot where where J- Justin Gadosh, was that his name? Yeah. That raggedy pile of shit he would show up at Waterford with, it just whacks everybody's ass the- with all these nice cars. Like, you yeah. don't need it. But that's because of intelligent rules. Yeah, he was fun. He know? was fun to watch when he showed up. Yeah. He, he definitely threw a monkey wrench into the dominant cars. You he know? did a lot. It was kind of like a, <laughs> it was kind of like a diet. Uh, you know, uh, what was his name? You know, uh, Tyler. Oh, Chadwick or yeah, Tyler Chadwick. Yeah, Tyler Chadwick's another one. You know, the lower budget than a guy like Rob Janovic. Or, he or gave Keith those Rock front runners a big headache. You know, yeah, which was yeah. really cool to see. You don't need the latest and greatest. And I feel like pro stock and late model racing in general is kind of going towards the need the latest and greatest thing. Well, at least they at least they don't rip their right fronts off every every week. You know, <laughs> I guess when you run your yeah a, a right front and a SK light is the same as an SK regular. So right. You rip those off, the budget goes down pretty good. I mean, but, I, I think you can you can absolutely still go into a Seacock Pro Stock with an old car and run really well. But I think you got to work harder at it. Yeah, but I'm like having trouble dealing with the fact that he's saying they're running eighty to one hundred thousand dollar cars in a pro stock division at Seaconk. That's way too much money. That's what a that's what a super or or a pro late. Essentially, those are pro lates. It's they call it a pro stock, whatever. It's a pro late model, but that's what they cost. That's my buddy Chad, he's having a brand new FLF super built right now. He's gonna have eighty grand in the thing, turnkey. So what it's happened just, to racing? <laughs> what happened to racing? What happened to ra- grassroots racers racing? happened to racing is what happened. You know, they that's... want, 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 and finally mm-hmm. they get, 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 get. And the guys and the with the money goes end up up, up, yeah. up, up, up. 
Well, the it always kind of works into the favor of the guys with money, no matter what. I guess. Well, the, in the yep. in the constant quest to go quicker and faster, the ones with the more re- most resources are going to always be the ones that that uh, makes out in the end. And more resources is sponsorship and money. So that's and but, crew help. Right? Well, we, this world just needs more guys like Ricky Brooks. I, I cannot yeah. say enough about Ricky Brooks. You know, and and intelligent rules, fair tech. No problems. Yes, that's too bad. You well, know? but when, uh, and 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 money, you know, like and, and the same thing. You could break down Dave Darling's statement right now is is money doesn't buy talent, which uh, it, to have a eighty eighty to hundred something thousand dollar pro relay mile, and then just go wreck it like it was like the rental car or something in a destruction der- in a demo derby, whatever. Mm. You know, it's uh, something to be said about that. Well, my whole problem is, is if tracks don't address how expensive cars actually are to fund and race, they're not going to have a hell of a lot of cars pretty yeah, soon it, when it, gas is five goddamn yeah. dollars a gallon. And cost always goes up when when they don't respect each other. You know, well, diesel six fifty. Yeah, respect respect is a lot of that, and a lot of that comes to the fact that the ladder in this sport is broken. There's too many kids that get up out of a bandolero and jump right in a super or a pro or something like that or an SK doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are in the country. They go from like a mini stock or a Legends car to the highest fucking division there is. Or an Xfinity and, car. Yeah. Joe Graff and Jr. Th- that's why, and I said it the other week, <laughs> Sorry, I guy. think this thing that Cletus is doing with the Crown Vicks is probably one of the greatest things that ever happened to our sport because you're taking a bunch of people that would have never been interested in our sport, you're throwing them into probably one of the most pure grassroots versions of our sport with the Crown Vic stuff. It's essentially a glorified and enduro. Le- they're learning car control. They're learning how to drive and race. Yeah. And when, when not all of them, obviously, but some of them are going to want to move up through the ranks and eventually going to get a bunch of damn good talent. Yeah. But my problem is, is none of this addresses cost. Yeah. So tra- tracks are going to have to, my main point but, is that they got to address these costs or else they're going to run out of cars. And when they run out of cars, they run out of fans and then they run out of money and then they run out of tracks. I mean, well, don't the they thing. have don't they have crate motors? No, no, oh, pro, they don't. Pro stocks, no. Ooh. Pro stocks are the elite division. Ooh. They're gonna cost a lot more than a street stock or a mini stock. Same thing with the SKs. Okay. I don't have a serious problem with the overall cost of a super or a pro being up there. I think I a, an ACT. <laughs> when you think of across the country, the number of huge big money races that are run for those cars, I don't have a problem with it. I think for an ACT car, the prices are getting way too high. And even for a street stock, the prices are getting way too high. But you want to talk about cost. I'll go back to what I just said. If you had drivers with talent and experience that had car control, half of these crashes wouldn't happen and we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Also a fair point. Yeah. I should finish his his email here because we're kind of long-winded like usual. It's a lot to break down. Oh, it is a a lot. Yeah, it just kind of struck me very strongly as him being that transparent or if he's exaggerating. I don't know. I'd I'd like him to be exaggerating, but anyway. He ended his he ended by saying that he wasn't sure this is Dave Darling by the way. He ended by saying that he wasn't sure if he was coming back next week. We all know he will, but it is mildly concerning if the current king of the pro stocks at Seekonk is making these statements. I'm nothing more than a fan in the stands who attends weekly, which thank you for attending weekly because we need more people to do that. 
Um, but I've gained a new perspective on the quality of racing with the recent uh, recent track closures, such as Beach Ridge. Maybe I'm a DARF, and this is just a few isolated incidents. No, you're absolutely not, by the way. No. But I'm hoping the division improves and starts to thrive again, like when I first started attending races 20 years ago. Thanks for reading, and good luck at Thompson in a few weeks, Brent. Hey, thank you, uh, Sean Miner. So thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. We appreciate that, I should say. Uh, yeah, so that's, I mean... It is concerning. It is incredibly concerning. It is concerning because that kind of uh, sentiment is not can't be the only one. It's got to be floating all over the pit area. You know, they, you know, they've got to come up with some kind of way to control costs in a democratic way, I guess. you got to poll every team and say, what's your biggest problem with the division right now? You know, and kind of put everything together and say, okay, what would you like to see for cost-saving measures? And what can we do to, to, to reduce costs? In the, and, like, go through the rule book, meet with teams, meet with prospective teams, uh, meet with people who, like, maybe in different regional touring series, like a Granite State Pro Stock series, which is pretty close to that series. Talk to them and, and kind of figure out ways to make it cheaper without, or make it less, more cost prohibitive or less costly, I guess, and not destroy the racing element of it, you know? Like, we don't, I guess, you know, in Jesse's terms, we don't have to go to all crate engines. Uh, we don't have to go to these specific, you know, spec shocks or whatever. But I'm, what I'm saying is leave choice available, but make it less expensive so yeah, we you can, can put you can write it into rules like you know? i would I, like to see people with like maybe an act late model because i think that the pro stock set seaconk are perimeter cars uh i don't know if they're the same chassis or not but i'd like to see people be able to move around maybe they want to move up you know what i mean who knows but i'd have to reread the rules it's been a long time since i read the rules i'm sorry yeah i don't, I don't know I, I don't think you, i compare the pro stocks to a tour mod so mm. I don't think you're going to see the price of them coming down. I, I, if anything, the race director needs to do his damn job and start throwing people out. Don't be afraid to, to lose a car. Yeah, that's part because two. If you, if you lose a car, you might gain three. You don't know because all of a sudden shitbag's gone. Well, I'm going to come back. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's ways we can get around this. Like we've, We can figure it out. We've seen that happen at Waterford and Thompson with the street stocks for years. <laughs> Yeah, the endless the migration north and south up three ninety five is comical. Sometimes. The end, yeah, the endless revolving door of people coming and going. I'm never coming back here. <laughs> uh, I'll be back there next year. <laughs> See you next week. Uh, but anyway, we should give the people who won these races a little bit of credit. Yes. Uh, let's see. We got Mike Duarte. Is it Duarte or Duarte? Uh, he won the truck race. I'm sorry if I mispronounced. Duarte. I'll give him the. I'll give him the accent. How's that? Uh, <laughs> All right, so Craig Pianca won the Sportsman race. He's been on a tear this year. I think that's at least his third win. Um, I've seen him up there quite a bit. Mike Brightman won the Pro Stock race. Uh, I've seen him win a couple times this year. And I've seen a new face in the late models at Jacob Burns. He won the late model race. I don't, Never heard that name before. That's interesting. I don't know who Good for he, him. I don't know who he is, but I'm sure he's been around the track a while. Related to Rowdy Burns. Yes, exactly. I think that's his nickname. I'm not sure. Don't don't quote oh, me on that. Good God. Don't quote me on that. I don't Low know. Low hanging fruit nicknames. I can't stand that. <laughs> don't quote me on it. I think that's what it is though. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not looking it up either. The hell with it. The original. All right, we should move into uh should be fire burns. We should 
Jacob fire burns. Yeah, okay. As I, that's as I, rough. As I, <laughs> as I bomb. <laughs> I can hear them falling. Good lord. <laughs> We're getting punchy. This must be pretty long in the tooth here. Okay, so we got to go to national stuff. All right, I'll buzz through this real quick. Because, hold on. All right, I will. I will hold on. <laughs> go ahead. Corey Heim took advantage of a green-white checker finish in the Gateway Truck Series race to take the win. Race was fun to watch. Had two grooves, long straights, drafting, different radius turns. Unique-looking track with lots to afford in competition and competitive racing. Maybe it should save um, that for the Xfinity. Save it for the, no, save that for the Xfinity and the Cup race, let's be honest. <laughs> That's really awful. Uh, Carson Hosevar was involved in about <laughs> three different cautions, uh, including one at the end... Uh, where and he probably got hurt in, and he asked earlier in the race, "Why do guys keep crashing me?" Over the radio. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, no. Um, First off, kid, you turned down across Matt Crafton's nose. Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> you, you did that. What's he? Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> we need this on the board. I'm gonna make it on the board. Please, we gotta <laughs> add this. All right. That last wreck, though. Oh, the last that wreck was, was bad. Not, that was, that, was, that like, was scary. I was glad to see him give the thumbs up. Yeah, he's still in pain. He's definitely hurt. Um, we don't, as of record time, which is Monday night, very late, we still don't have an update from him. He released an update saying he doesn't have an update. So, has <laughs> he got internal injuries or a no, broken he's got leg? A, what the uh, heck? He said he's seeing a specialist for his ankle or something because he had to go to the hospital. Okay. So, so I guess he, he might be it, hurt. He, he put an update two minutes ago on Instagram. It says, I'm okay and alert. Possibly more info tomorrow. Please respect my privacy. This that, is starting to sound to me like his season's over. Probably broke or his ankle. did he you, you, miss that from earlier and it just now posted? When no, he it, it literally, Bob Pockers posted it. That's why I looked at my phone. I, yeah, that, uh, that race was kind of a mess, though. I mean. It was a little bit of a mess. Would tend to go in the second stage. Grant and Fingers it went full send on He, uh, he flat hunch. out ran out of talent Of there. course. I mean, I expect better from Grant and Finger. He's won oh, a yeah. lot of races. That was He's just a disappointing. Racer, too. Don't do that. Don't do that, Grant. I think we found the name of this show. Don't do that. Full consequences or don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Writing that down. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, I just missed Although, it. Yeah, he was way better than that. God almighty. All right. Cue the music, Jess, because... Oh, by the way, um, Corey Heim won that race. I think I mentioned that at first. Dancing Bear? Sweet. <laughs> anyway, Xfinity Series visited Portland, Oregon... To run the road course, and guess what? It rained. Oh, shocker. It's freaking Oregon. Oh, the Pacific Northwest had rain? No way. Yeah, right? No right. way there's Pacific Northwest rain. I, it's unheard of. God. It was an utter shit show. AJ Allmendinger didn't even make it to the to the start of the Dude. race before going off track and packing his grill full of mud and grass. The best driver in the, in the field didn't even make the green. <laughs> and then he went off again. And he made um, the wrong green. What? <laughs> yeah, he made the wrong one. What hope was Third it for green. the rest of those turds? Uh, I think Justin Allgaier went off like immediately after. Hey, he went off under green also, Ugh. and then Justin went off, and then all these other guys are going off and missing the first turn. 
Oh, by the way, um, Jesse Awuji spun race leader Ty Gibbs while under yellow. <sighs> I had no. Can somebody get him out of the race car? And Smith, isn't there someone else you can put in that car? Maybe with talent. Uh, yeah, buddy. And he did it while three laps down. And well under caution. And dude. well, yeah, under caution. You know. Did you fun. see his apology note on Twitter? Mm, didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> you did know what's care. you know what's weird is that NASCAR wouldn't let Jennifer Jo Cobb last year or the year before or whatever go yeah, out recently. to Talladega because she didn't have the qualifications. Thank even God. though she kind of did Thank- have the qualifications because she did run Talladega before. In a truck race? I don't know if yeah, it was in a truck race. Like I thought it was. 15 I think she did. years yeah. prior? Probably in a truck race, yeah. Yeah, something like that. But she still ran it. Yeah, that's fair. It still had, And yet this guy I don't think has ever even seen like a late model mm. or anything. I think, I, think he, I think he went late model, ARCA car, trucks. Did he ever win anything? In, no. Well, probably within three months because... <laughs> Christ on I'm beginning hooks, to question, dude. and you know, he is a genuinely nice guy, and he has a great personality. Yeah, that's great. Dude, he's but, awesome for the sport. Like, but, he would be a great pit road reporter. Is he secretly put in that position by a saboteur who wants to take down the Drive for Diversity program? God, I hope not. There's a, th- there's a conspiracy theory for you. He is terrible. With a capital Explain. fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they want to get rid of the program, so they put somebody like him in there. Well, they could do better. I, I know. Mean, Jesus Christ. I'm just throwing I'm throwing dumb theories out there because I want to start shit. That's all I'm doing. I have no proof. <laughs> Jesse Awuji is definitely great for this sport, but he's a TV personality. Oh, he'd like, make a fantastic TV personality. He's great at him. Every time he's done TV, he's been fantastic. He well, knows what Raja, to say. He's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Raja Karuth? Raja Karuth ran really well in, he, in the Hendrick I, kind of I completely forgot. Yeah, I was going to say the Hendrick truck. It's a Spire truck. It's a Hendrick truck. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> he did really well. He was he was up front for a lot of the race. Yeah. And, I, uh, I, I thought he was going to do finished well, too. 11th. I think I said something to you, Brent, because he, he's run really, really re- imp- impressively in the ARCA series. You know, how old that, you know how old that guy is? I think he's by the 19. Way, he, by the way, this guy has won late model stock races. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, he's like 19. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty damn good. He's, he's he came. He also fun to watch. ran a good race. He also I came see. back from it. I think he got spun out once. Yeah, but he also came back from that, and he still had a great run. Yeah. No, so, I don't think he sped. I think he. I, I don't no, think he spun, he spun out. He sp- sped on pit road. I, I watched him spin out in three and four. Oh, did you? Yeah, he got sideways in three and four. Never hit anything. I missed that. It was I somebody else spit was, on pit road and had to go to the rear. Somebody else was busy wrecking, and he avoided it, but got in the marbles. Wow. So. Yeah, just kind of happened. Um, by the way, Xfinity race. Okay, so there was rain a lot. I, I remember seeing triple birds out of Sheldon Creed. Um, yeah, that was entertaining. He triple birds, by the way. He had doubles and then walks over and gives another single right just in the face. added one more. Just with like added exclamation extra point. Emphasis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> extra stank. Yeah, you don't see many triple birds. I love the doubles. Don't get me wrong. If you're going to flip somebody off, do not chase Elliot at Homestead or wherever the hell he was and give a single. Go double birds immediately. Yeah, was, Josh Berry, that, double birds. Good, solid one. Yeah, solid double birds. And then with the That's emphasis, right, you say it from your belly. Yeah, with the like single at the it. end. I liked that. That was a good birds. Somehow, A.J. Allmendinger rallied from last to win, and he became, I believe, the winningest road racer in NASCAR history. I believe he has 10 total wins now. 
on road courses. Duke got lapped. He got lapped. <laughs> Duke got lapped. Yeah, he got lapped at the beginning He at got the lapped of the race. because he was so awful, and he apologized to his picker. He said, dude, I was terrible. Victory Lane. <laughs> so, can, can we not gloss over uh, Ty Gibbs being a complete douchebag again? With uh, the I, nine car? I didn't yeah. see it. I apologize. I yeah. only saw just, half the race. Just running the nine car like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was. Well, he'll get his. Nine car, don't forget. He's like an elephant. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. It'll it'll come back. He's been. Well, sure. Nine car has been well behaved this year, by the way. He's been way too well behaved. A little too well behaved. You know, Except so. for his argument with uh, talking about wrecking the dog fuck out of uh, Jeb Burton. <laughs> That's just dumb shit. Well, Jeb Burton was in the wrong for that, by the way. So, by the way. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So that's kind of... He, he should have been the Darf comment of the week. He was should have been the Darf comment. Yeah, yeah. He ran better than him in, in uh, when they both raced with uh, Junior Motorsports. By the uh, way. Not on this planet. <laughs> not in this universe. Maybe in the other universe. Parallel once, universe. No. They said once he did when uh, Noah wrecked. Yeah. By the way, um, did you all see what Noah screen capped and put on his uh, Twitter? No. He bought... No, fifth, because he, I don't have Twitter. Yeah, just he doesn't have Twitter. What am I asking him for? <laughs> um, he screen capped that he bought $50 worth of Jesse Awuji merchandise. Noah. <laughs> okay. It said, thanks for your order. I love it. Because <laughs> he spun out tight gifts. There you go. <laughs> New fan favorite, Jesse Uji. Thanks, guys. All right. It. That's it. Hit that little douchebag. I don't really care. I don't really care if he was an uh, idiot about it. It's just funny because if you're going to be an idiot about it, do it to Ty Gibbs. You know? Yeah, please. He'll rebound. Trust I us. I hope you finish really well next week, by the way, Mr. Uji. <laughs> I really do. Please don't spin out three laps down again, please. All right. Um,. Cup Series visited Gateway region for the first time ever. Let's save that, actually. Jess, let's save that because I'm going to give a little description of what Gateway is. All right, so their first time ever at Gateway, which is now called Worldwide Technologies Raceway, uh, it's a track where if Pocono, Darlington, and Martinsville had a three-way. Uh, <laughs> kind of. That's, that's fair. Uh, let's see. It's got two distinct corners. I mean... It's got different banking. It's got different radiuses. It's got really long straightaways, and it's very a difficult. A mom can't have two dads at the same time, can they? Mm. I don't know how DNA works like that, but I don't It can be it there, but it just depends on which one gets through, I guess. Um, I always kind of like the be place. be like twins or something, you know, like. Know. like you fr- need two eggs for that. Fraternal <laughs> twins. One dude gets one half. I want to see twin studies now. I'll get to check on a different podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to look this up somewhere else, but with the safe search off, I think. Um, One hour 40. I always liked this place and wondered if the Cup Series would ever race at the track, but they finally did, and the fans showed up in droves. Oh, God. They did in Portland, too, by the way. Yeah, they were in Portland, too, and it was raining. Uh, The video, the completely packed. They're used to that in Portland, though. That's fair. The video I saw of the completely packed grandstands brought me so much nostalgia. It was like watching peak NASCAR again. I mean, the grandstands was a sea of people. Yeah, they was they all looked like a sold out show, and it was like three quarter full in the not so great seats in the corner. Yeah, they didn't even have to do those oddly <laughs> oddly painted seats, the different color painted seats, like their people. Yeah, like Daytona does. Yeah, no, they had <laughs> they, actual they said people they in sold those out seats. All fifty seven thousand seats. Yeah, they did. 
They, I, there was a lot it of people looked like standing it. on the front stretch against the fence, too. Yeah, the people with the bad seats in the corner who had wanted to actually see something. <laughs> yeah, I noticed a lot of people were congregating along the front stretch fencing area because it was set way back from the track compared to everywhere else. Yeah. As for the racing, now we can cue the clown music because <laughs> this is ugly. Ross Crashdain. Yeah, Ross has <laughs> Ross Crashdain. Had a day. He got into and angered multiple drivers, including Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin. Uh, they both tried to crash or hinder him during the race, and I thought it was an absolute embarrassment. He actually said in another interview he got into Michael McDowell as well. <laughs> well, at least he owned it. Um, but I think that it was in a complete embarrassment to allow that kind of crap on your show. Because, I mean, come on, NASCAR. I know you guys have wrestling people, like WWE personalities as your grand marshals. entertainment. But we don't need to translate it over to the product. Hold on one second right there, though. You blame NASCAR for getting on TV. It's not NASCAR's fault. That is Mm. all Fox. They saw an opportunity for views. That's exactly what they saw. Yeah, but NASCAR could have slapped them right on the the pee-pee right away. You know what I mean? They, they could have, have said, okay, you're not doing that shit. Mm, yeah, you might be right. You, you right. want to know something about NASCAR? Wants to, they had to do all the stage stuff so that it was more like quarters in, in basketball or innings in baseball. They wanted to do the playoffs so that it was like legitimate sports ball like playoffs and championship and March Madness and blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what all those sports have in common? They have referees, okay? Yeah. When we have when we have corporate socialist nihilism out there, just look those words up if you don't understand them, okay? When you have that, you have absolutely no consequences mm-hmm. to anything, and that have at it, boys, is what really ruined the sport. That really is, because now it's just bent. No rules. Just do what you want. And now you got the inmates running the asylum. So if that's what they want, that's what they got, and now they got to clean up after this garbage. It's been at least 20, 30 years of just utter garbage. And it yeah, sucks. To, you know? to me, the only thing I'm going to say is it's old school short track racing that's been brought onto TV, and now all of a sudden we don't want to see it. It's what we all grew up with. It's what we all saw as kids. Well, guess what? We saw that as kids, but guess it, what? We also had them put to the rear. You had the guy come off the flag stand, point the flag, and start slapping the rear like this. You, well, rear. That's, that's you, the thing to I the think rear. NASCAR should have done at that point is NASCAR should say, okay, enough's enough. Both of you idiots can park it for the day. Have a good night. Put it in the rear. Go. You both go to the rear, or you both sit there for five they, laps. Phrasing. They they should have parked the nine. They should we're have parked the eleven, anymore. and they should have parked the one. All three of them that were involved in all that bullshit should have gotten parked, just That's like right. at a regular Saturday night short track. Right, but as you there said you before, the TV would be like, "You're not parking the, the show. We need yeah. the views." So yeah, you're probably right. TV, I guarantee you, TV has more control over what you see than than NASCAR does. I'm sure, and that's the problem. Yeah. All right. So. I agree. Um, Passing seemed a little difficult at times, but racing was possible, especially at the end. Uh, Joey Logano won after beating Kyle Busch on the green-white checker restart. Uh, Different lines and different stuff like that, whatever. So I didn't care about either of them winning. Uh, There was no Formula One race, by the way. Yeah, the poster childs for nihilism. Correct. Uh, 
Yay. There was no Formula One race this week, and I no will not cares. talk Thank about God. and I will not talk about local media drama. So anyway, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platforms. We gotta end this thing because my countdown timer for Zoom is back on again. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Making Labs Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Labs Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View for the three parter this week. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Brent Gleason01. And you can find no shame, me also. Right? Uh, yeah, I put a couple funny things up there, I guess. And you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. You can find Phil at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at PJ's Racing. You can find Jesse uh, beating his head against the wall of a very large brown truck. Wishing for death. And all right, boy. How do we end the show? Please do it nicely. Okay. Okay. Keep the Dursay down, stay on fence. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening again. Yes, I, I greatly appreciate it. Oh, we're still doing this? Every week now. Every week. We're still doing this. All right. So anyway, thank you all for listening again. I appreciate it. 